Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 63. Today, I'll be interviewing Anita Nata Amin. Anita Nata Amin is the author of children's fiction and nonfiction books and short stories. Her work is often inspired by her STEM background and her Indian heritage. A former information technology business consultant, her family roots stretch across North India from the, vi- from the vibrant Camelfield Desert of Royal Rajasthan to the bustling river city of Kolkata. She lives in Florida with her husband and twin children and can often be found daydreaming on a good walk, which is something we definitely have in common because I (laughs) daydream all the time on a walk. Um, So please definitely go to her website to check out her books, which is anitaamienbooks.com or Twitter at at anitaamienkidlet. Um, and Instagram, but all of this will be on my website, Language During Mealtime, within the post. So you could just click on it and link in with Anita. So thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to talk to you about your new book. Oh, thank you, Becca, for having me. I'm really appreciative that you have me on your podcast. I'm so excited well, to share thank my you. book. <laughs> I, I, love, I, I love your book. And the new book we're going to be talking about today is Roger's Pet Camel. The Magic of Hope, which is published by Cardinal Rule Press, and it's coming out soon. So it's going to be really soon. And so I wanted you to talk um, just a little bit about, you know, what the book is about, a little synopsis, and what inspired you to write it. Sure. So, um, so Roger's Pet Camel um, is is illustrated by Parwinder Singh, and it's going to be published by Cardinal Rule Press. Um, and it's set in India. It's about a little boy um, named Raja um, who really wants a pet. Pets are not common um, at all in India, but he's read all about them in his storybooks and he sees how happy the kids are in his books. Um, and so he's really thrilled when he, on one day on his way home from school, he runs into a really young camel um, who follows him home. And he names the camel Kamal, um, but the camel turns out to be really naughty, like most young children are. Um, but Raja has unconditional love for her. He's thrilled, you know, to be playing with, with her. But his father is is not so happy. <laughs> and he he um, gets fed up and decides that Kamal has to go. He decides he wants to sell Kamal at the next fair. So, of course, Raja is heartbroken um, but then he comes up with a plan to that will hopefully um, help him save Kamal and um, help him keep her. Um, he's he's hopeful to win a, a camel race at the fair. Um, so the book is about hope and perseverance. And I think that's like I, I just feel like this is what we need right now too, because you know at, at this at this time that we're in right now, I think people feel like we need like positive books and positive children's literature to show hope. And actually what I really liked about the book is just the, like the perseverance of the main character, the little boy who never gave up, 
you know, he didn't get frustrated and be like, oh, forget it. Like I, you know, you know, this, my pet's going to be sold and I'm never going to have, like, he just kind of problem solved through a lot of different situations and tried to figure out a way that he could convince his father to keep his pet. And so I feel like that's what we need to do right now. We need to teach our kids is how are we problem solving around this pandemic? You know, I just feel like it's an overall really good message because just whether it's a camel or whether it's another problem that we have, you know, it, it's something that we need to kind of work through together and have hope. Um, so I, I really, I really enjoyed that. And one of the things that I, first of all, and just to kind of note on the illustration, which is just so beautiful, I think just, I feel like fits in with the text so well. Um, so, you know, definitely checking this out and, and making sure to, you know, really appreciate the illustrations because it's just, it goes beautifully with the story. Um, one of the things that I love also about the books are the facts at the end about the Thar desert. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you came up with this idea to include the facts and also why, why did you choose Thar desert to discuss? Sure. So, um, so the facts, a lot of the facts um, that I chose to discuss are based on my um, visits to India. Um, and the inspiration and the reason why I chose the Thar Desert is because that's actually where my family roots are. Um, the Thar Res- Desert is in um, Rajasthan. Um, and um, we spent, I, although I grew up, I was born and raised in the United States, my um, parents immigrated from India and we would go back uh, pretty frequently. Um, I spent a lot of summers um, in a small town um, in the Thar Desert. And I was always struck by by a couple of things. Um, there's a lot of contrast in that, that area. Um, I, there's, um, you know, the, it's very peaceful, but also very lively. Um, the colors always struck me. Um, you know, it, it's it's dry and rural, but also very vibrant. And just the humility and the, but also the pride of the people. So it's just a place that I I felt I've always felt a very close connection to, and it's um and and, and it's a, a place that that inspires a lot of my stories that I want to share um w- with readers. Um, so, so and then um, and then the other thing that inspired um, the story, um, as as I'm re- remembering our our vacations back there, I, I used to take a lot of pictures on our trips, and I, I ran across one um, photo of a camel and a little boy um, a few years ago, and I kind of filed it in the back of my head, but it it led me to write a couple lines in my my writing journal. Um, and it was basically one scene um, in the desert where a little boy throws his arms over uh, his camel and says, I don't want to sell her. I want to keep her, you know, something along the lines. And his father is making a campfire. And that's all I had um, in, in my notebook for that for that scene. And I kind of, you know, filed it away for a few years um, and, and I didn't really bring it out again until um, until I. I, uh, I took a class um, for, for writing a book, um, for, for book writing through the Institute of Children's Literature. Um, and, I, and I used uh, that, um, that paragraph um, as the basis of a story um, for that class. And that eventually turned into this um, book several years later. 
So I, I've always felt a connection um, to, to that town in the Thar Desert, and, and it, it inspires a lot of my stories. Yeah, and I also just love the facts because I feel like, you know, this could be used just what I always say, like, I, you know, I read to my kids at mealtime. Um, but I think it could also be used in, you know, in the classroom, whether it's an in-person classroom or virtual classroom, um, because I just feel like there's a lot of other conversations that could come from this story. So it's not just a story. What I loved about the facts is that you're also teaching kids about Indian culture um, and also about like, you know, you, you touched on some of the foods and you touched on just, you know, transportation. Um and instruments. And I, I just think it's really interesting because I feel like it gives kids kind of like a variety of different things to possibly ask about or be interested. And I don't know. And I'm just thinking about just being an educator, um, thinking about with kids, like kind of taking some of these facts and saying, okay, well, what are you interested in? What, and you know, why don't you research a little bit more about something that you're interested in and all the kids could learn about it. So I just feel like there's so many educational things that you could do with the book. Um, and I don't know, I, I really, I really like it. I feel like it really pulls the, sco- the story together. Well, I, I hope it opens up a, 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 you know, a window to another culture. That's one of my purposes when I write. Um, you know, the, you also asked about inspiration. The other thing that, that always struck me when we went back, you know, to visit India is how there are so many animals um, in that area, but so few pets. You, you can't really, there's not a pet store you can just go to, to you know, to buy a, a, a pet or not one that I ever saw. You know, not many people own pets. Most of the animals there are for, uh, for doing a job around the house, um, whether it's transportation or, um, you know, giving food, you know, milk or um, hauling, um, you know, things. So it, those kind of, that kind of contrast um, is something that, that always struck me and something that I like to include in my stories. And so just to kind of, just to kind of expand on that, you know, is there any other kind of, when you were writing this story that you would like children to take away from the book after reading it? Yeah, I think the, the main theme that I would like them to take away is, is this, um, you know, to, to keep persevering and to not give up hope. I think that's something that's really easy to do when things um, get hard to just give up. Um, but, you know, even for small things like, um, you know, kids are, a lot of kids are competitive. You know, if they see someone who's drawn a really, you know, cool picture and they look at theirs and they think, oh, I'm not such a great artist, you know, something small like that, which is big to them. Or even, you know, in these times that we're living, like, um, you know, will we ever be able to go out and hug our friends again? It's, it's easy to give up hope, but I think that keeping hope is what keeps people moving forward. Um, so, so that's something I would like them to take away is to, to not give up, keep persevering and, and keep hoping. And also sometimes things don't wind up the way that you think they're going to wind up, right? So the plan, um, let's say for the book, I know throughout the story was that um, Roger was going to win this camel race. And so when I was reading the book, I thought he would win, win the race. Cause I thought that was kind of what, you know, I, I just thought that would happen, but it actually wound up being, um, a different scenario, but still really working out well. And so I think that, you know, especially in these times, we have to kind of think outside the box 
right? That there's, we don't, we're not just looking at one thing being a certain way. We could, we could look at things a lot of different ways. Um, and so when I read this book to my kids, I mean, and I feel like every child is going to take something a little bit different out of the book. Um, but you know, I just feel like there's so many, there's so many great things that take from the book, but, um, whether it's the culture or whether it's, you know, what you were talking about, um, you know, just having hope. Um, but I, I want to talk a little bit more about the illustration because, mm-hmm. um, I, I really, it just, I found like the illustrations to be really beautiful and, and blend very well with the culture and the text. And so I wanted to learn a little bit about the collaboration you had with the illustrator and the process. Sure. So um, Parwinder Singh is the illustrator and his work is fantastic. I love his work. It's so vibrant um, and, and colorful and, um, and whimsical. Um, and he, uh, he lives in India. Um, so we have not collaborated one-on-one. Um, now, you know, we'll send messages every now and then just to see, you know, how, how each other, you know, the other person's doing. Um, but the collaboration went through my publisher um, for everything. Uh, so what we did is... Um, after I signed the contract, um, my publisher asked me, you know, do I have a, a specific vision for any of the illustrations? So I sent a few um, art notes, you know, about the characters, what I had envisioned or, and about the setting. Um, and then um, the next step was to pick a pub, uh, to pick a, an illustrator. Uh, and, and she had narrowed it down. Maria Desmondi is the, the publisher. Um, of, uh, she's the owner of Cardinal Rural Press. And she's, she and, and Mandy Bush have been fantastic. Mandy's the marketing manager uh, and so organized. And they, uh, so they had narrowed it down to three uh, illustrators, I think. Um, and Parwinder, you know, it, it turned out was from India. And so we thought it would be perfect because he would know all of the, you know, cultural nuances um, and, and like I said, his work was, was just fantastic. I was allowed to see his um, portfolio beforehand bef- before we settled on him as, as the illustrator. Um, so my notes went to him and I was able to see um, some of the character sketches. We started with a character sketch of Raja um, and the camel. And then um, he also did some character sketches of some of uh, the father. And uh, there's a mustachioed man in the book who I had originally named Mr. Munch. Um, Munch means mustache um, in in Hindi, the one of the languages in India. Um, but uh, just a side note, Mr. Munch actually uh, ended up losing his name and just taking kind of a side role. But but we went through some of those character um, sketches, um, and then and then I didn't hear hear about the illustrations probably for a few months. I was working on some other things related to the the book, and it was mainly uh, coordination between. Um, Maria and Parwinder. Um, and then uh, after that, I, I was able to see almost close to a final version of the book when I had a few revisions to make in my text. And then after he Parwinder finished all of his illustrations, um, the book came to, you know, t- together um, electronically. And I was able to see like a close to final electronic version, which just kind of blew my mind because it's the first time I had seen the you know, text w- paired with the illustrations. And I thought, wow, this the, it's really coming together. Um, so there were, there were a couple of minor changes. And then after that, um, uh, they, they went to have it um, 
printed on these long sheets of paper. Uh, they call them wet proofs, which they mail to me. So you can see like the these these long um, spreads where you see the text with uh, with the the artwork on paper. Um, so it's almost like you're holding a book, but not but not quite. And that was so exciting to get that in the mail. Um, and then uh, and then. After that, um, everything was finalized and, and then the book was um, printed and, and is going to be published October 1st. But I had some advanced copies that I got and it was just uh, an unbelievable feeling to hold hold the book <laughs> in my hands. Yeah, but uh, but I'm so happy that Parwinder uh, was was the illustrator and agreed to, to do the artwork for this book because it really, I think, just just made the whole book come to life. So, yeah, it, it really does. It really does. And I just want to mention one more thing before we do finish up is the free reader's guide on the Cardinal Rule Press's website. So for parents out there, for uh, teachers um, or, you know, anyone who wants to, whether you know, is working with children, um, there is a free reader's guide w- for this book that um, adheres to the Common Core and lots of really nice activities. Um, Also some great activities. I mean, I would just say for parents, like just to kind of print this out and to um, work on some of these wonderful, um, these wonderful activities. I mean, there's lots of language activities. There's recalling the story. There's um, also parts of speech and vocabulary. I mean, that's one thing I'm gonna talk about a little bit more in the review. But, you know, as a speech language pathologist, I'm always looking for like new words for kids to learn. Um, And I think that there is a lot of opportunities in this book. But with this free reader's guide, I think also for teachers who are also doing in person or virtually, this is something we could, you know, use, you know, within a virtual classroom. We could share your screen um, and and all the kids in this virtual classroom could participate. And I think it's it's, you know, just really nice. So I'm going to have a link in there for that. Um, is there anything that you wanted to add before you finish up today? Um, I did want to say the reader's guide, um, Cardinal Rule Press, it, it's fantastic. They um, asked uh, Gladys Appleton, a teacher, to put that together. Um, and, and it's full of a lot of useful activities to help uh, learn uh, more about the book. So I was really happy to see that. It's, uh, it's pretty thorough. I think it but is. I, it's 30 pages. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Um, but I hope, uh, you know, people enjoy the book. I hope they'll, they'll look at it and maybe learn more about um, the Thar Desert and Rajasthan. And um, maybe it'll, it'll help them think about, you know, about, um, you know, getting out of that box um, because I think we limit ourselves sometimes in terms of um, what we can do. Um, but I hope they enjoy the book. Yeah, well, I, I really enjoyed the book and I really enjoyed talking to you. And, you know, I learned from your book. I, I really did. And it's it's just beautiful. So uh, congratulations. And I'm excited for it to be released and for other people to enjoy it. And um, and definitely check out, check out Anita's website, which is Anita, I mean, books.com. I will have a link in my post there, but thank you again for being on today, Anita. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Becca. Thank you. So thanks for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language Jerry Mealtime. Mealtime.